Jason Tatum finally got some help in game three. Is Steph Curry's injury going to be super serious? Is Jalen Brown, you know, going to have more games like this? Is Klay Thompson back? And is Draymond going to, you know, figure out what's going on and not foul it again? All this and more as we dive into it to this episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. This night's almost over. What is going on, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, it is me, Jacob Silverman, at Jake's Take Podcast or at Jake Sil 14. So, wow, you know, what a crazy game. You know, game three was on Wednesday. Obviously, game four is going to be today. It's really exciting. But, oh my gosh, you know, you saw that this was a really amazing game. You know, Boston came out firing on all cylinders. They looked like a completely different team. And then their defense was just going crazy. And I think with this, it was definitely really great to see. I mentioned how in our previous episode that in order for Boston to win this series or even to win the next game, they're going to need help from other people. When you have a team like the Golden State Warriors that you're going against, you need a lot of help. And I think with this, you know, you saw Jalen Brown start off strong and then he just didn't keep up with it. Al Horford was basically non-existent. Marcus Smart wasn't really putting up much. And I mean, you know, Derek White was, you know, still there, but you need that, you know, additional help too. I mean, Jason Tatum can't win all these games by himself. I'm not going to say that I can predict the future, but I think with that, no, just kidding. But yeah, no, that's exactly what this team needed. They needed other people to step up, and that's what we were able to see. You had three players on the Boston Celtics with 20 or more points. You had Jalen Brown step up. You had Marcus Smart step up. You had Robert Williams, who has now passed Kevin Garnett with more blocks in the NBA Finals. Robert Williams has only played three games. There are still potentially three more, maybe four more games. That's just incredible. I think with this, you know, the Boston Celtics are figuring things out. They have more preparation, which is awesome. And now, you know, you have other players stepping up. So I think with this, Jason Tatum got that help. Jalen Brown came out firing and obviously, yes, you know, this is a Jalen Brown fan account now. Now, I know some people might say, but Jalen Brown isn't from, you know, the South or the Boston Celtics aren't in the South. Well, no, they're not. But Jalen Brown is from Atlanta. So we take it. Yes, this is a Jalen Brown fan account. But that's exactly what this team needed. They needed another person to step up and they got it. And that's what's so great and exciting to see. I know I highlighted how another player needed to step up and we saw that. But just even looking at Jalen Brown's stats from Wednesday night's game, 27 points, that's amazing. You know, you had Jason Tatum with 22, and I think that's, you know, very key. And then Jalen Brown in game one, 24. So I'm not necessarily saying that every time Jalen Brown has 20 or more points, the Boston Celtics are going to win, but maybe that might be a key. You know, I've alluded to the fact that you need your stars to step up and you saw that with players like Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Al Horford. So maybe another key too, in addition to Al Horford, is just Jalen Brown trying to get 
to 20 points. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Jalen Brown needs to, like, always be shooting the ball and not assisting and stuff. No, I mean, he's a great assist leader, too. But maybe the offense might need to start running through Jalen Brown just as much as it runs through Jason Tatum. And a bit of focus in this regard will kind of have to go to Steph Curry's injury. So with this, you know, Steph hurt his foot in Wednesday's game, and he looked like he was in some pain. Al Horford landed on top of Steph's lower leg during a scrum for a loose ball. It wasn't intentional, you know, players die for the basketball. It's normal, it's a part of life. So I think with that, you know, obviously you feel for Steph Curry because he's one of the best players in the NBA currently. He's probably one of the best players of the decade, if not one of the best players of all time. But with this, you know, you feel for him. And I'm not saying that the Golden State Warriors are going to be lost without him, but he is a big part of that team. You know, he is a leader of that team and people respect him and Steve Kerr, you know, cares so much about him. So I think with this, you know, how is that going to impact the Golden State Warriors? Well, fortunately right now, they said that he doesn't need an MRI ahead of game four. But does this mean that they're going to limit his minutes? Does it mean that he might spend more time on the bench? Well, we don't really know. I mean, he stayed in the game for more minutes after the injury occurred. And he appeared to be, you know, laboring on the court. And then with that, you know, he just kind of didn't seem fully comfortable. I mean, right now he said that there's going to be some pain, but he'll be all right. But also with this, you know, Steph Curry's been in the game for a while, so he knows that if he can't go, he can't go. And that isn't something that should worry. So what does it necessarily mean in regards to how the Warriors will perform? Well, Steph isn't going anywhere. Steph isn't just going to, you know, not come to the game and not be a part of everything. No, he's still going to participate. But does this mean that things are going to go more towards Clay and Draymond? In a sense, it could be. You know, I mentioned earlier in the beginning how Clay might be back to his old self, and it looked that way. You know, Clay was struggling with the three ball, and he, you know, was performing very well. So I think with this right now, you know, he is going to continue to step up, and, you know, he's going to be fine. So I don't think necessarily it's going to be something where, in this regard, that they're going to be super hurt without Steph because Steph is still going to be there. He might not be playing as much, but he'll still be there as a voice and he'll still be in the locker room. But Clay, you know, has to take his bigger approach now. You know, he had 25 points in this game. Obviously, they didn't win, but 25 points, that means a lot. In their win, he had 11. With that, you know, you had Steph putting up ungodly numbers, but can you have that if Steph isn't 100%? Clay is more than capable of taking the load, and he is ready. We just need to see that more. You know, that 25 points of Clay Thompson, that's vintage Clay. We saw 32 when he played against the Mavericks. So I think with this, you know, they're going to continue to improve. They'll have priorities. They'll have options. You know, they have Draymond. They have Kevon Looney. They have Jordan Poole. They have that other guy. Oh, yeah, I mean Andrew Wiggins, who I don't feel like I saw enough of. So I think with this, they'll still find ways to cater the offense. And I think, you know, they shouldn't be too, too worried. But it's also that Steph is going to let them know what happens, how he feels. And that's okay. Now, I do also, you know, 
an apology is due for Andrew Wiggins because he has been playing better. I know he had 20 points and then he had 11, then he had 18. But I still want to see, you know, more consistency. You know, you have to see more from him. I feel like Andrew Wiggins isn't that player that they talk about as much. I hold him to a higher standard because he is a former number one overall pick. So maybe with this, maybe with Steph, you know, being a little limping, that could be something that we see more from Andrew Wiggins. We can only see and hope. So will Jalen Brown have more games like this? Well, I really hope so. I mean, we are a Jalen Brown fan account. So I think with this, we've seen that Jalen Brown can be a great player. He's obviously an all-star. He has been tremendous. You know, he went off the past two years. Now with this, it is something where it comes down to how Ime is going to game plan. Now, in the last episode, I mentioned how Ime needed to game plan better, and he brought out his, you know, inner Brad Stevens, and it probably was really great seeing Brad Stevens there too, but Ime showed that he is a great adjuster, so I do also want to take this time to apologize for if I made it seem that way. I have, you know, so much excitement for what Ime has been able to do, but anyway, in regards to this, do I think that Jalen Brown should, you know, have more games like this? Actually, I think so. I think that with this, you know, Jalen Brown is a great shooter. He's not known for shooting the three, but he surprised everyone when he was shooting the three. And you know how when you will watch a game and you kind of hold your breath when a player is going to shoot a three? That wasn't how I was feeling with Jalen Brown, but it was just something that was something I'm not used to seeing. You know, in my mindset, Jalen Brown is someone who's going to drive to the rim and he's also going to take that two-point shot. Now, I remember there was that time where he would take more two-pointers or more mid-range shots and he kind of got criticism for that. So he worked on his shot. I think with that, you know, it's very much helped right now and it's been very great to see. Now, with this, you know, you look at Jalen Brown's stats – and he has some, had some really good seasons the past few years. Since 2019, he has averaged 20 or more points. He's averaged 48% or 47% in field goals, and he's averaged six rebounds. But you look at his assists, from when he started as a rookie, his assists have been tremendous. And that is where Jalen Brown is at his best. He's not someone who's going to take over and try and shoot every shot. No, he knows that he is a great assister and he's going to do really well. I think assister is a name. If not, we'll just say assist man. He's a great teammate. You know, he he helps with assists. There we go. So I think with that, you know, a key there is that Jalen Brown knows his place when it comes to assists, but he's also not afraid to shoot the ball. He is a good shooter too. I mean, you know, 27 points in game three, 17 points in game two, 24 in game one. And then you look at his stats against Miami, you know, 24 in game one and two. In game three, he had 40. That is amazing. But with this, you know, he had some really good games. And I think in this regard, it's really key and pivotal to notice that Jalen Brown is a great player. And maybe Ime needs to just do some more you know, shot selection or more plays to help him out. 
Another big key here is Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. Marcus Smart had 24 points in Game 3 after he only had two in Game 2. Now, I think with that, you know, that just shows a lot because Marcus Smart is going to be your point guard in that situation. So with that, you know, that's really great to see that Marcus Smart is getting involved too. And then you look at Robert Williams and he had eight points, but here's what's more important. He had 10 rebounds. He hasn't had 10 rebounds since the Miami Heat series. In game five, he had 10 rebounds. That's pretty crazy. And I think with that, you know, that's a big part of what Marcus, I mean, what Robert Williams game is. He's getting those rebounds. He's getting those second chance points. And that's where they need him more than anything. So what happened with Draymond? You know, it's crazy to think that he fouled out too. But I mean, just look at the statistic. You know, he has 15 points and 15 personal fouls in the NBA Finals. Something's going on. And, you know, this is pretty crazy. I mean, what could be happening and how can the Warriors kind of handle this? In a sense, you know, Draymond is one of the best defensive players of this decade. You know, he draws comparisons to so many other great defensive players. But with this, I mean, he seems off. You know, he is getting into foul trouble early. He is, you know, not being the effective person. And this is, you know, a key to their title hopes. You know, Draymond was a big part of how they got to the NBA finals before and how they've won before and you know we're not seeing it so obviously i know that draymond has probably you know broken this down and they've discussed it along with him and steve kerr but i think the other thing too is how his wife has handled it you know that's another thing too i mean seeing how hazel renee is basically going off on the city of boston for what they were saying to draymond and they were saying you know f draymond green you know, that's just something that is kind of part of what happens and you have to deal with sports. I mean, I know that it's not something you want to hear, but I mean, I had to hear people booing Jose Alvarado in the Phoenix Suns game. And, you know, I had to see people, you know, boo Jay Crowder. So I don't think it's, you know, anything necessarily too, too crazy. Yes, I know it's not um, the best thing to say. And I know it's probably going to be a little upsetting, especially with their kids there. But I still think it's kind of, you know, vital. You know, it's part of the environment. It's something that you can't really just choose. It kind of happens. But I think with this, you know, Draymond needs to stay out of foul trouble. I know, I know that there are some players there that really just might tick off Draymond and people are going to be in his ears. I know Marcus Smart will probably try and get into his head. Al Horford might try that too. Jason Tatum might try that. Robert Williams might try it. Jalen Brown might try it. Look, I'm not saying that Jalen Brown is perfect. They're all going to try and get into his head, but because you are a seasoned vet and because you are one of the most experienced players in the league, you have to tune out these negative folks and all these negative sayings. These players are so much younger. They're in their early 20s. You have to be the older a more wiser veteran. You can't get into foul trouble because without you, Steph and Clay have to take more on their plates. And obviously we saw with the injury to Steph, 
This is where Draymond needs to step up. Yes, I know that you have other players too, but in this regard, you cannot lose Draymond and Steph. You need to have at least one of them and you need to see them, you know, continue to have dominance. But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We are on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Anchor. You can find us, Jake's Take Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Jake's Take Podcast. I'm so thankful for the past two months. I can't say thank you enough for all the love, for all the support. Y'all have been tremendous. I literally cannot put it into words also big shout out to cement block productions for letting me be a part of their show a few weeks ago um some other people i do want to shout out to is obviously the oxford podcast you know super grateful for them my buddy cruz you know check him out if you're a fan of alabama football or if you're just a fan of talking about that the high functioning shit show podcast you know shout out to Jenna for being able to teach me so much, obviously sideline sports, and literally just all of y'all, you know, I'm so grateful and thankful for everyone who tunes in every Tuesday and Friday, I want to be here without you, and as we continue to grow, I'm super thankful for that, as always, take care, enjoy this, it's still really crazy because I feel like I sound like Kawhi Leonard every time where I say, enjoy this and have fun with it, but enjoy this, love life, continue to be kind to others, make people smile, have adventures, and as always, I will see you all later. Take care.